From the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Now, we have a few more faces in the downstairs pub tonight, and that will uh, the reason for that will uh, uh, become apparent uh, very quickly. Bunch but, of scumbags. <laughs> but uh, we do have uh, Whiteboard Jody behind me uh, helping us out, uh, as always. Uh, at the high top table over my right shoulder is the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar, the number one name on the Alabama coaching hot board, the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. <laughs> Why do you look so sad? What's going uh, on over there? I, something, spe- go- something going on? I'm so glad my intervention crew is here. Uh- <laughs> yeah, uh, so we are uh, several of us that uh, were in the Blockout Fantasy Football League are all here in attendance tonight. Little did we know that a couple hours ago the news was going to break that Freddie's sports hero, the great Nick Saban, was going to step down as the head coach of his beloved Crimson Tide. So it's good that uh, everybody is here for moral support. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Little Jay is here to 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 pump you up and not be negative about it. Not rub anything in the wounds. Not rub it in. Uh, it's really nice of everybody to be here. We got Johnny Fever, Johnny Satterfield, who was here last week. Uh, we've got Josh, uh, who uh, was a member of our uh, fantasy football crew. Uh, we're missing just a few guys, but uh, we're going to get into that here in a little bit. Um, hey, these LSU guys, you know, he was their coach too for a for a step spell. I, <laughs> they don't look as upset as you do. I don't know. Like, they, they, look they almost a, seem celebratory. They look a little happy. Yeah. I think they're over they it. They smell Fred. blood. <laughs> Crimson blood. Well, I don't think they have to worry about Brian Kelly being on the short list. So. <laughs> I want to see uh, Kelly show up uh, to the introductory press conference with a Bama Bangs wig on. <laughs> 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 he, he can trade in that Cajun accent for an Alabama drawl. <laughs> but uh, we obviously are going to get deep into the uh, the news of the week, the Saban news. Um, quickly off the top of the show, uh, we are here, uh, all of us as uh, blockout fantasy football players, to present the championship ring which i happen to have right here at the master control desk wow look at this beautiful championship ring to the great little j jimmy mueller everybody give him a round of applause yeah. fantasy champion i didn't know the champion got a ring too if i knew that i probably would have tried <laughs> don't worry tuna yeah. Because we have a ring for you, too, Exactly. By God. That's what I've been playing for all year. And 
I have in my hands. Oh, yours didn't come in a box. <laughs> the fantasy football loser ring, which is presented this year to the big fella, the tuna country, Matt Kemp. Oh. Last place, everybody. Right. Last place. I'll wear it with pride. Oh, that is bigger than what I thought. I didn't even have to soak my fingers. Uh. So what, what's the rules and stipulations with this? Like, when do I have to wear this? It's got a little pink on Whenever there. Whenever we're watching football next year? NFL playoffs this year, if somebody's in attendance from the league, you have to have it on. Is anyone in this room even going to watch the playoffs besides me? Yes. Okay, just checking. <laughs> I didn't know. Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And, Vegas, and Vegas. You have to, Vegas. You have to, <laughs> I gotta wear this in Vegas. Oh, not <laughs> not the entire time, but at some point in Vegas, maybe dinner one night. You have to have that. Somebody's on. gonna think he's nah. a Super Bowl champ, and then they're gonna look at it and go, "Wait a minute." <laughs> uh, so I will wear it with pride, boys. So one one of the things that you get, uh, not only for winning the league, is is the great championship ring that we just presented. Uh, we all go out to dinner at a restaurant of the champ's choice, and uh, the rest of the league pays for his meal. But probably the ultimate perk for winning is an opportunity to be on the microphone with the Blockout Sports Pod, and Lil' J has that opportunity now. Would you like to uh, give a little speech, maybe talk about your winning strategies, how it feels to be the champion of the Blockout Sports Pod Fantasy Football League? I would love to, Travis. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning and I piss excellence. You know, nobody can hang with my stuff. I'm just a big, hairy, American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to thank my kids, Elry and Quentin, and my smoking hot wife, Emily. Unbelievable. And his opponent is here as well, which I love. Uh, they did have a good battle, uh, LSU Josh. Uh, so I'm glad that they're both here because they fought a good fight. Josh, you have anything to say about uh, finishing second this year? Um, it was an honor, and my team shit the bed in the championship. <laughs> Very well said, Coach. Now, Very did, well said. I did take something away from Jimmy's speech there. Uh, he did say, if you're not first, you're last. So, really, I think all of us should be wearing these rings, guys. <laughs> oh, it was a, it was a fun it was a fun year uh, for the most part. I mean, tuna notwithstanding, a fairly competitive year, uh, game to game. Tuna's uh, and what I would love to do is go back. Uh, maybe we'll do that. When we preview next year's uh, draft, uh, we'll go back and maybe play Tuna's strategy, and, his and, winning and yes. football, fantasy football strategy. He said, don't take a running back, and I immediately took Christian McCaffrey <laughs> with the third pick, <laughs> and we all see where I am right now. Yes. So I'm, lo I'm very much looking forward to that, uh, already looking forward to next uh, fantasy football season. It was a lot of fun, guys. Uh, Thank you all for being here tonight for the uh, for the awards presentation, uh, uh, and uh, we'll do it again next year. It should be a lot of fun. Thank you all, and thank you, Jody, for setting it all up, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, before we get into the real meat of the of the podcast, the John Moran injury. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, okay. 
That's obviously okay. at the top of my That's list what I that we're going to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. But we have to discuss a disappointing, from my standpoint, Dallas Stars showing on Saturday night. Well, I was actually <laughs> going to talk about that too. Which, by the way, uh, as a podcast, we went nine and nine on our picks last week. Not great. Uh, we most of us had taken Washington, which was an automatic loss. Uh, Fred did go two and one. Took the under. Tuna went two and one. I went two and one. Jody and Colin went one and two, and so did Johnny. So that makes us nine and nine for the week. Um, <clears throat> national championship game. Um, credit to Michigan. Their defense was fantastic. Uh, Penix picked a hell of a time to play probably his worst game as a collegiate. Uh, I mean, at at Washington. Um, I think that he was injured early, and he was never quite right after that. Uh, Dylan Johnson, being gimpy, was a huge, huge factor in that ball game. If you were really watching it, I mean, he was a half a step slow all night. I have, hell, he was limping while he was running a few times and or several times. That was unfortunate. He gutted it out, though. When Mike got his ankle rolled up on. And, boy, we have to talk about And several of us were watching the game together. And Mike's misses, when he's not playing well, his misses are always high. And he missed two or three passes that he hasn't missed all season, and he was missing them high. And the whole complexion of the game changes, I think, if he hits Rome on that long pass play. Uh, I believe I was on a fourth down. Uh, and a phantom holding call. Well, that was tough, too. <laughs> the others were not on the same guy. <laughs> I think he had several others, but that one was arguably 50-50, I would say. Oh, yeah, uh, number 73 for Washington. Yeah, did not he, have a very he good He had night. a tough game, but that that call was a little uh, rough. But then when you saw all the other calls on him, you're like, well, he's not ha- – yeah, I, and, and kudos to number 55. I'm not sure what his name was. I know Herb Street uh, was uh, – or uh, – not Herb Street, but one of the guys was really pumping him up. Maybe it was uh, Herb Fowler. Street uh, or Fowler. One of them saying that this guy could easily have been the defensive player of the game. Um, I'm not even sure what his last name is, but he was making he was creating all the issues with 73 a lot of the time. Well, and Donovan Edwards having two long touchdowns early sets the tone. That uh, first one he had may have been. Some of the worst tackling. Oh, it was it was it was unbelievable. I don't don't even understand how the linebackers had a really hard time. Uh, Really hard time. Corum has 134 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Penix, as we talked about, 27 of 51 with one touchdown, two picks, um, a couple of huge missed passes where guys were running wide open. Um, Number 55 was is Mason Graham. Just so you know, he's only a soft or was a sophomore. So, more of him to come in the future. Dylan Johnson only had 33 yards rushing. He was basically a non-factor all night. Roma Dunze five catches, 87 yards. Did what he could. McMillan scored the touchdown. Uh, there was that 
point when when Washington scored there where I really felt like the momentum of the game had changed. And it was halftime, and I went upstairs. I was doing some stuff up there. I came back down, and Michigan already had the ball, was driving. I said, what in the world happened? Oh, it was a pick on the first damn play. A beautiful pick, by first the way. First play of the second half. Number two. Um, Washington's defense did bow up and forced them into some field goals, but I never felt like really in the second half that they were going to come back and win that game. I didn't think uh, Mike was clearly not at his best. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. They had a hell of a two-year run, a hell of a season, but uh, – Congratulations to Michigan and uh, Coach Harbaugh and all those guys. Uh, I did want to say that Tuna and I and a couple of us were all talking back and forth. People were up and down watching watching it on different TVs. But I thought I was kind of impressed by Washington's defense uh, once they settled down a little bit in the uh, you know second end of the second quarter, beginning of the third. I thought their defense really gutted it out a little bit to keep them in the game they did and they and kudos to them um i also thought polk i thought he hurt a little bit washington i i I didn't see his name or number called very much in that game at all and he was so big in some of those other games Uh, i'm not sure who was checking him but yeah he really did nothing yeah he did nothing in that game and you know, Michigan has a hell of a defense. There's no doubt about that. Um, Washington was not at their best, but that's part of the game. And uh, they deserved to win, and they did. So, uh, you know, we'll see Washington in the, in, the, uh, in the Big Ten next year, which will be interesting. Uh, maybe Kalen DeBoer is still their head coach. Maybe he's not. <laughs> I don't He's got to be, I would think, on the short list of names that are. I think they yeah, listed him, and his buyout about. I think was higher than all everyone else on the list, wasn't it? Is that uh, right? I believe so. I wasn't Pete sure Thamel about put that. out a list of basically coaches whose agents have contacted him because they listed the buyouts on there, um, and I, I, I believe Kalen DeBoer was on there. So I don't. I think he was the highest on there. Um, Dabo was around seven million, but. I don't know, but why? What? What are we looking at replacing? Where? Where would these coaches go, though? Why are they talking about buyouts? I have I no idea. I don't understand. Hey, kudos, <laughs> kudos to the Big Ten. That's their first championship since 2015. <laughs> Wake me up. Uh, kudos to them. I don't know what that's, that was. That was a, what was that all about? That, well, that was just a long, 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 long time. Well, but it it hasn't been. It was just they just won it again like I, two I, days ago. I know. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Congrats to them. They're back on the board. Let's clearly the conference a long of champions. Hiatus. Um, I mean, we look at it and we say the Big Ten is just the a most dominant football conference there was this year, from top to bottom, all the way across. <laughs> I, I don't I don't see anybody that was realistically. It was two Big Ten teams playing in the national championship game. Absolutely. So. I mean, let's not forget that. They beat two SEC teams to get into that, that championship game. There's, there, there's there's no doubt about that. That's too. right. They did. that. If you really <laughs> want to look at it that way, yes. I do want to look at it that I way. I think you should. <laughs> I mean, Tuna's already got his tickets ready for a sunny, sunny day in Bloomington, Washington, 
comes to IU. I will not be at that. He's game. got his purple and gold ready. Do you not? No, no. Oh, okay. No, no. no that's you won't not me. be at that game. You got to make it past the ice bowl. That's this not weekend. I don't know if, if Louisville has a. But we're actually playing meaningful football in this city again, so I'll probably be spending my Saturdays watching them. I can't imagine taking a Saturday off from watching Louisville football to go to IU and watch them play Washington. But you never know. I mean, things could happen. I don't know. Is Brom? Is he going to be there? He's on. I saw him on a list. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we got to worry about him going anywhere. Johnny, you have any thoughts about the uh, about the national championship game that we haven't touched on? The main stat that stuck out to me was uh, obviously took the game ending. I realized uh, Washington had 13 offensive possessions and scored 13 points. I just thought that was impressive on Michigan's. Yeah. I, I really didn't give their defense that much credit, but for a high-flying offense, I sat – in this room last week and said uh, Michigan could not cover all three receivers and Penix would make the throws, and they scored 13 points on yep. 13 possessions. Right, right. Which I'm, yeah. not a, I'm not a mathematician. That's about one point per <laughs> possession. Yeah. So. I was saying it. I said Washington's the TCU of this year, and we got another TCU national championship game. We had a wonderful playoff game, but the, the championship game was lackluster again. Um I mean, it is what it is. Michigan was just way more physical. They looked like big boy football, and Washington did not. I don't know how to say that. I'm just so surprised that the Texas defensive front didn't succeed the way the Michigan defensive front did. I think that was the biggest shocker to me. Well, I think a lot of that has to do with the healthy Dylan Johnson. I'm with you there. First and foremost, and a healthy Mike Penix, uh, who, who played his best game possibly as a college quarterback in that ball game and played maybe except for the Arizona's Arizona state game last year, his worst game since he's been at Washington. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. Yeah. It seemed like Michigan. I tell you what, uh, I don't, I don't want to use the word correct, you know, out of line, but out coach, but but I tell you what, Michigan out coached both of these teams. Uh, they were just prepared and executed better than every, than every team they played, and you got to give them credit. They were prepared. Uh, even every it seemed like every time in in the playoffs and the championship game, every time Michigan needed a big pass play or something, they got it. And they were open to get it, whether it was Lovelet or uh, uh, the other little receiver. They just uh, seemed like that they had their game plan together and better than everybody else. McCarthy really didn't do no, anything and he in didn't, the championship yeah, game. He, he, he had a no, couple. No, he did. I, I don't think we can say that. He he made a lot of nice throws at the beginning of that game when he had to make throws. And that, that's what he's been doing all year. That's what he's been doing all it's year. It's like when he's forced to throw, he makes the throws that he needs to make. That is true. I, but uh, It's just not their game plan to get out there and wing it around. They actually threw it more than I thought they were going to in their first two drives. What do you think about uh, Jim Harbaugh saying that McCarthy is the greatest quarterback in Michigan history? Uh, looks like the greatest quarterback to ever play college football to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, Jim Harbaugh, do we ever believe anything that comes out of his mouth or take it seriously? It's like when Cal talks, Coach, you know, John Calipari. Like, what, we don't know what, like, I mean, it's just. 
You know what? I uh, mean, Kentucky fans know it more than anybody. Like, I mean, what settle, he says, you take it with a grain there. of salt. Like, that, that's another thing. You know, you know, at the beginning of that game, or at least in the first two quarters, did not didn't Michigan have on third down? Uh, they did not have a third down conversion for like six. Was it six? Six third downs. They hadn't gotten one until like the second half, third quarter. And for them to still be in control of that game without getting a first uh, on on third down, I thought that was impressive. And well, I should have looked at the numbers. Well, hell, a lot of that was because at the beginning of the game they were getting eight yards on first on down. On first down, yeah, they that's what little Jay said. Yeah, first them. down they were gashing yeah. them big time. I mean, what was that, A hundred, roughly 140 rushing yards on three carries? Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. yeah, trying to catch up from that was tough, and those linebackers for Washington were just playing chase the whole time at, in the first half. I mean, it it was it looked like speed versus slow, uh, literally. <laughs> which, I mean, it did, which honestly shocked me. But it is what it is. Washington lost. It was a hell of a season for them. Uh, congratulations to uh, Michigan and their team and their fans. Uh, now I got one question about this. Yep. So the, all this talk about the Michigan cheating scandal and NCAA taking their championship away, can the NCAA take their championship away because they don't – like they're not a member – like the CFP is not a, a part of the NCAA. Right. I I think the NCAA can refuse to acknowledge – them but if i'm michigan and i'm gonna tell you this right now Mm. and i i would have done it at at louisville and i'd do it from here to the end of time if the ncaa called michigan and said you can't put a banner up i'd tell them to go screw themselves well i think louisville's looked into that and we could actually like they could put more sanctions on us and suspend us and start charging us games and, and wins which it, it doesn't matter now charges all the wins yeah, you yeah, want yeah do it but like if i was ever gonna hang a banner it'd be during the kenny Payne era because what the hell's gonna happen to us can't get what's well, almost like we're in constant punishment now which by the way they're they're up by they're up by five points right now which yeah, is we'll blow uh, it. i'm glad I, I am glad i Forgot to bet that game tonight. Yeah, I did, and that's why we're winning, and it's just is what it is. <laughs> so I fully accept that. Uh, um, anybody else have any thoughts on the uh, national championship game? I'd just like to say McCarthy had a very big run on that third down when y'all said he didn't do anything. Remember? He did have a momentum. They were down. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. zone. Yeah, I think he yeah did. he did cut and through that, and that's look, something man, the he kid's doesn't. Just a gamer, dude. That's just what it is. Yeah, he you know who he, you know who he reminds me of. He reminds me of his coach. Yeah, um, I thought you were going to say Michael Vick. <laughs> he uh, I didn't see the similarities. I was actually talking to Colin. Colin wasn't even born when uh, when Harbaugh played for them. By the way, full disclosure: Jim Harbaugh for two years was my favorite professional athlete on the planet when he was captain comeback with the Colts and those that Colts team that should have wore Dockers that should have went to the Super Bowl is still my favorite professional sports team of all times so I'll say that but the thing about Harbaugh when he played for the Colts his his numbers would be like 11 for 19 168 yards and a touchdown, and they just kept winning. And he was tough. He was the heart and soul of the team. 
So he actually does remind me a little bit in the way he plays because you're right. The Colts didn't ask Harbaugh to be Dan Marino, and Michigan doesn't ask J.J. McCarthy to be Mike Penix. And so he did what he had to do. They obviously went 15-0. and 0. <laughs> uh, What's his record as a starter for Michigan? What did he lose? One game? One game to TCU, wasn't it? And, yeah. And everybody raved about Max Dugan last year, and he was like the prize of the nation. But J.J. McCarthy obviously is a way better player than him, but everybody just bashed him all year. So, so I don't know. you he all have convinced honest. me. Good job, J.J. McCarthy. You, you didn't go. do nothing in the game. You know, Mel Kuyper actually has him as a first-round pick on his big board. Is that right? Yeah. Late first round. But, <clears throat> I mean, first-round pick. I just wanted to point out also before we put this to bed that uh, that Freddie here, uh, when we picked our four teams to make the playoff and who our champion was, I did not have Bama in the playoff uh for dreamer drink and well don't drink yeah, they'll, they'll never they'll never be there again you're about uh, to black out but if you, uh if you're but uh, i did have the that. michigan wolverines winning it all so I, you did. I, I did have that you so, did uh, you always tr- strike me as a michigan man <laughs> michigan and by the way so everyone knows tuna we all came over and watched the game, and Tuna sends me a text a couple hours before and goes, I bet the house on Michigan. I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. <laughs> I, I did it with an alternate alternate spread, too. Michigan minus nine and a half. Yeah, he didn't want to bring any I bad karma. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't bring any bad karma in here, by God. I think the TV brought enough. I think we may have done better if you were here. That's what I'm I was going to say. So. If Probably he would have so. come over here, he would have jinxed himself. And yeah, Washington would have won by fifteen points. He'd so. had to leave like that. T. Higgins a couple years ago, <laughs> just exit <laughs> out the door. That one nearly broke me, man. I couldn't handle the T. Higgins. But college like. football is over now. Wait, right? There's nothing else to talk about. And and we have playoffs. We have a Freddie meltdown alarm alert going on right now. The news breaks about two hours before we uh, start recording tonight that uh, Nick Saban is retiring as head coach of Alabama. And uh, Johnny actually sent the text out first, I think. And Fred sees it and says something like, not LOL. <laughs> and I had, by that time, had already looked. It was already on oh, I ran ESPN. to the fine bomb immediately on TV. It was on CBS. I it ran. was on The Athletic. He was supposed to be coaching Little League basketball tonight, but instead he was at home watching fine bomb and yelling <laughs> at the TV. Yeah, my son Clayton gets on the, on, my, on the phone. My wife's at the gym, and he's like, I said, what are you doing? He goes, Colin... Calling my mom, I said, why? She goes, to tell him Saban retired. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy's on, I don't know, alert. Alert! Alert! I, I just I, I want to say something before you get started. Like, there's nothing. I, I think I think what, I think what it is is uh, like Saban. There's no doubt that like he's he's you know probably the the greatest coach to to ever coach college football. But 
I think we can all agree that any championship won before the 12 team playoff is moot at this point. It doesn't, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> so there's no way that we're ever really going to be able to gauge Saban's excellence because he hasn't been able to coach in this new format. I know I'm and disappointed it's, it's by like it. It almost Mars his legacy. I don't I, know how we move forward from this or, well, I think it Mars his legacy, but at the same time, I think that he may be, I, there's never uh is he doing us a disservice is he hurting us is he helping us did he are we gonna lose every player known to man now uh da 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 but i do think if there was a time for him to leave to leave us in good shape with a 12 team playoff coming up i would say that that would be the time to do it uh because you know I mean, if you have a decent coach and a decent program and you're playing well, you're probably going to make that 12-team playoff. Um, and there's never a good time, but I, I, I haven't even begun to put any of this together uh, yet. I, I do have random things to say based, bouncing off of you guys. But uh, I my body could not function for a while. <laughs> I uh, was I at one point needed a catheter and a uh, a cigarette, you know, and a bedpan. It's gonna hit him tonight at like three in the morning. He's just gonna wake up screaming, <laughs> and he's gonna be like rage texting, texting everybody all night, like from three a.m. to seven a.m. Just going off about but, it. But the funniest thing is, is it makes me, it what it does is make me reminisce a little bit as I walked in with my Saban. Uh, straw coaching hat when i walked in but you know i I, go to get a picture of that by the way (laughs) but but it's funny because you all know and i know that when i went that that once we once i met all you guys and i was already you know a bama fan and everything and pulling for bama that we were in the doldrums our our coach slept with the secretary. Then we hired another coach, and he got caught at a strip club and never even coached a game. And we were pretty much rock bottom. And to work our for that time frame of working our way up, watching every game when we were not good, and getting better with Brody Croyle and Mike Shula, who came in uh, to help us out, a Bama man. Uh, and then to finally work your way up and and watching all these games where we lost. I remember we lost to Utah one time, and guess who was coaching them in a ball game? Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. And I remember ripping my jersey off into shreds when we – Lost to them in a game that didn't matter, but Alex I was so Smith mad. Was the quarterback on that team. Yeah, yes. And I was so mad because I was like, wait a minute. Is this how it's always going to be if we don't make the, 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 uh, well, back then it was before the playoff. If we don't make it, we're not going to play hard in the bowl game. I don't get it. Like, and I can remember being so steaming mad over just losing a bowl game and things of that nature. And then, of course, you get saving and you start winning and things happen and you have that confidence you can always fall back on that, oh, we're going to be good next year. We're going to be good the next year. We've got stability. Even though coaches come, coaches go, which is tough it, tough in itself. Ask Kirby about that. He's just now finding out about it. Dabo has found out about it. When you start losing your guys that have gotten you up the mountaintop, it gets way tougher. 
throw in the NIL, throw in the transfer portal. I'm not making excuses, but it gets way harder. Let's not forget, Saban's 72 years old. He's no Kirby Smart running around doing tackling drills. Uh, But um, to have to just start all over so soon and suddenly, uh, and trust me, this team, who knows, I mean, we got the number one wide receiver that we're all not, so not pumped anymore. about, and he ain't coming. I can assure you. Yeah, he, he just uh, decommitted. Yeah, right? he decommitted. I figure I haven't even looked at it, but just you know, I mean, and that's fine. Apparently, it's, that, it's back to that back to square one. That stud safety you guys had coming in five star, he started, and this is this that's is Williams. This yeah, is his the, name is Ryan Williams. This by is, the way, this is the modern day of. Uh, social media and college football everybody's going oh he started uh following all the ohio state coaches on instagram and all this you know and all that like is that a sign and dude there's going to be guys but i wait until they announce who the new coach is going to be i'm sure they already pretty much know who it's going to be and I don't. <laughs> I, I just say I think it's a three-man race at this point. We all know. It. I mean, it's definitely Dabo Sweeney's one, uh, Charlie Strong, and Scott Frost. So <laughs> I don't know. Like I know they sound unattainable, but you got to make them say no, right? I was thinking of the offensive coordinator at Iowa. <laughs> Yeah, get, get Kirk Frere up, Brian Frenson. He, I actually he is just looking looked, for a gig. I actually just looked it up, and the first picture that popped up was Oregon's coach. Dan Lanning, yeah, that's been the hottest. But room. but right now you've got what's funny is now you got uh, not only uh, are uh, is everyone squirming and scrambling in Tuscaloosa, but you got people squirming and stra- uh, uh, squirming everywhere. Yeah, there. I mean, because no one knows what's going to happen. It's the biggest ripple effect. Across it's so funny. Our defensive coordinator. It was already someone goes, well, they retired too, and I'm like, well, that was already a set plan. We knew he wasn't going to be there. Uh, another year, uh, Tavares uh, Jackson was calling the plays mostly anyways. Uh, so I figure he's going to move up as a defense quarter. But now, <laughs> whoever comes in is going to bring their guys, and that's just how it is. But it's going to be real meaty right here for a while to find out what's going on. But bottom line is we are starting from square two. <laughs> and that's you know what to be honest with you you knew it was gonna happen at some point i always thought that it would i told y'all when i got here that i always thought it would be everyone on the side of the road like muhammad ali much smaller than that muhammad ali's way higher on a scale but to not in, know, Tuscaloosa, not in Tuscaloosa, not. but i, I can say he's never won an SEC I can, championship. i can imagine people waving as his as his as he, you know and now it's just like you know, we're it's, it's going to be refreshing to start at square one. I've been tired of the last five, six years of people going, oh, you're a man, we go, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Now I'm going to be like, oh, hope y'all, hope y'all do well, and I'm going to be starting from now, square one. Now, wait a minute. Starting from square one <laughs> yeah, is a, is a you, tad Travis. bit of a stretch. They've had 17 winning seasons in a row. 16, 10 win seasons in a row. So, I mean, saying you're starting from square one is a little bit disingenuous, if I may say so myself. You're basically starting from square three and a half. Okay, three and a half, I'll take it. What they can't, you know, 
Now, the interesting thing will be, and people always say this, you know, whether it's uh, John Wooden at UCLA or Coach Knight at Indiana or just, just Dean Smith at North Carolina, just pick a coach. They always say you don't want to be the guy that follows the legend. You want to be the guy that follows the guy. Um, yeah, now, it takes a real set of balls to walk in behind Saban. And Scott the, Satterfield's got him. <laughs> he, he actually did an interview talking about all the balls he's got. That's, uh, that's a good call, Johnny. So I I I do think that um, Alabama is in a unique position because they have been so dominant for so long that I mean, overnight they're not going to go from a team that's poised to win a national championship every year to win in four games. Um, but the question is. Can the next guy that comes in maintain a level where you're keeping it at a chance to compete for a national championship for the next six, seven, eight years? And I'm not sure that's even attainable in modern college well, in college football. Let's think about it. What programs have done this? And in, in college football, has this happened at? Like when Pete Carroll left USC, they went downhill. Granted, there was cheating scandals. That went right. Um, I don't know. Uh, Nebraska, they've been in the gutter since the 90s. Uh, uh, Florida, Urban Meyer left, and they have not been the same since. Put that knife away. I guess Ryan Day (laughs) uh, being able to keep up at Ohio State after Urban Meyer is probably the closest thing that I can think of. It probably is more – well, it's not probably – it's more difficult now Mm -hmm. uh, because of the transfer portal and because of NIL, and they're trying to – like the rules are almost set up now to keep – a dynasty like Alabama's from existing, right? Yeah, They're trying for sure. to even they... the playing field, make it more, you know, bigger, more inclusive. Twelve teams in the playoff. You know, if you have the money, that you and immediate playing the... time. Yes. Like, kids aren't staying around Alabama long enough to get on the field. They're, That's they're, right. They're leaving and going to schools like, you know, Louisville nah, and North Carolina's yeah. and, and UK's. To make Freddie feel a little better. As Don't well, do not, that. Not to, always bring up, <laughs> not to always bring up my alma mater, uh-huh. but a great thing to look at. The LSU Fighting Tigers. Nick Saban won a national championship. Les Miles, after him, won a national championship. Ed Ogeron, after him, won a national championship. Three coaches right. in 15 years at the same program. Although none of them had Saban's effect, I understand that. I'm just saying right. a school built like Bama, facilities, monies, boosters, everything and you need. Right. If, I think if the, the right guy takes the job, they're not, like Travis said, they're not winning four games next year. Have a, you know, eight and four season. Right. Get back to ten and two, and next year you're right back in the thick of things. And just, I, I, I don't, with the right guy, it shouldn't just completely wheels fall off, go downhill. It's Alabama we're talking about, not a cool run at, UCF. Yeah, yeah, just when I told my wife that we're not going to watch as many games every week uh, and, and you know, our son's getting older and we're not going to watch all these games every week because, you know, I know we'll be fine with saving in some of those games. We'll watch just the big ones. That's all changed now. Every game's big again, <laughs> no matter who we play. If we got Well, the Wisconsin, South Florida game was big last year. You uh, barely uh, pulled that out. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I'm I'm with you, and I hear you. Uh, another thing is that this is something that really will bother me that no one will probably think about, but uh, the Bama fans will, is we've had Saban so long, he's been a defensive-minded maestro to a certain extent, um, and we've always, always, at least 
in the top 25 had one of the best defenses in the top 20 every year. Not not always in the top five, but this great defense we could always fall back on. Uh, that's what Bear Bryant was about. Saban brought it in. That's always been the 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 uh, j- j- just the way that it is down there, and to now have some guy come in that may have some pack two crazy uh, defense that is not gonna be you know like I'm not saying but. Like, like if you look at someone, it's like, well, hey, you know, you've got Oklahoma State. They always put points on the board. They're great. But their offense is horrible and people scoring. I, that's the only thing that I hope does not happen, where we have lost that defensive mentality, even from back in the early 2000s when games were 6-3. to three. Those were the games I loved, uh, the grinded out. I know the game has changed a lot since then. But I still hope that we get a defensive-minded yeah, coach. You just explain the but, Big Ten in, in Iowa. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, bring in Kirk Ferentz. You can win every game. But the thing that really gets me is why did he? Why now? Why not four or five years later? You know, everyone always said Miss Terry. I don't. People don't know who she is, but his wife was the driving force behind all this. Uh, always, if he was going to stay, if he was going to do anything, he has no health problems that we know of right now. Uh, none of that. I mean, people aren't jumping to conclusions yet. It's only been uh, several hours. But, uh, you know, you wonder, I like, I know Jimmy, uh, little Jay told me that there's no way that would happen. I know that I said on here a few months ago that maybe him and uh, – uh, Bilicek are good friends. He could possibly say, hey, I want to prove myself one more time before it's too late in the NFL because I failed the last time. Um, there are eight NFL vacancies right now, some at, at legitimate, legendary places. Uh, you can't rule out, and I know a lot of people already have, that he maybe has a plan to do something like that. Uh, I know right now in the in, in the college game, it is very extremely the hardest it's ever been to be a head coach with this NIL and and the transfer portal. It's a freaking wild west, man. Uh, you know, you, I mean, I know Kiffin, uh, people like that. It drives them crazy. Uh, Dabo's not even doing the portal still and things like that. And uh, you could just see. He's opened up to it now more so than he's ever been. And yeah. Because you realize you the only way to compete nowadays. You have to. You be. have to. There's no way to. Right. It'd right. be like them putting a the three-point line on and then nobody's shooting the three points. And, I mean, you have to adapt at some point. Um, I personally think he may run for office in Alabama, D.C., Tommy Tuberville, and beat Auburn one last time. <laughs> there you go. Let me tell you <laughs> something, Johnny. If he ran against Tommy Tuberville – I never rooted for Nick Saban harder in my life, and we'll just leave. We'll just leave it at that. I think you'll say that before he gets into office. <laughs> um, but uh, there's so, still a lot out there to see what happens. Well, I mean, it is that's what makes this podcast kind of crazy tonight because it just happened. Like, yeah, and I, you know, I I assume. 
They had the pre- they already had a press conference. Six o'clock is that right? When they had it, I don't know. I, I I had basketball practice, but taped everything. I when could. did Feinbaum go off? <laughs> Feinbaum ends at every, six. No, it was going on in my car on the radio at eight I o'clock. Bet Feinbaum did an extra hour. Did, did an extra no, they were in the, past that. They uh-huh. were all uh, on it. I mean, they had to show a basketball game at one point, but uh, you know, I, so I, I, you I know even. Like you said, it's and way people early. and everybody wants to ask me who's the next coach. Who do you think the next coach? I mean, dude, there's so many people out there. There's not. It's not even logical. You, I could name twelve names, and you all could be like, I got three more. Uh, it's just one of the things where it's such a blue blood place down there. Some coaches are gonna be, like, there ain't no way in hell I'm going down there and coaching. Like I ain't dealing with all that. I got it good where I'm at. Well, it, it it's certainly like you you guys were talking about before. It takes you can't just be a football coach and yeah. handle that that kind of job. There's so much more to it, um, and it will be very interesting to see. The names that pop up, but almost more than who's the new Alabama coach, I'm almost as intrigued as to what Saban's next move is going to be. If I had to bet on it, I would say he's. Do you really on, see him just going in and sitting out at the lakeside every night? No, I, I think <sighs> I think he goes to ESPN and works on college games. You know Probably, I think, I think um, he gets into commissionary work like you know, working for the SEC or working with uh, improvement of college football. I think his brain is – we don't want to underutilize him. Like, he needs to be in a position of power with the changing landscape of college football going forward on regulations for NIL deals, regulations for transfer portal. I think he's a guy that you definitely consult for that. Um, I – I don't know. I'm with you. I always thought Jay Billis should be that guy in no, college basketball. Jay Billis needs to <laughs> calm down. I don't know, but but yeah, but well, you know, well, I, I'm still kind of, I'm still a little, still a little shocked. But uh, well, even and, though the writing's been on the wall for the next five years, it it was coming. I think the more shocking than the fact that Nick Saban retired tonight is that Louisville just won a true road basketball game. Oh, baby. All right. So this is a a special night. By nine points. Is this maybe the worst year for ACC basketball? Like, I mean, they were supposed to be like our top team. And Duke is not that great of a team. Who else? Who in that league Clemson, is worth Clemson is a pretty good Clemson's team. Clemson's decent. I yeah. thought Georgia Tech had a little spunk to them, and they got beat by Notre Dame. Notre Dame, who was supposed to be the worst team in the league, has actually yeah. put together three really yeah. good good games. Yeah. Let me tell you, the Big Ten is not any better. Uh, Purdue, who has been number one twice, two different times this year, they keep losing. Like, nobody can win on the road. It drives me insane. Uh Indiana looks tremendous at home. Drink. They can't win on the road. Now, yeah, we just saw Louisville. Louisville's the one ACC team that can win a game on the well, road. Hell, road Warriors. And I'm not trying to be uh, uh, a drinker, but uh, I just heard last night that they said for the first time in history that the SEC may bring in nine or ten into the tournament this year. 
Well, if you keep expanding to, you know, 20 teams eventually, you put 9 or 10 in well, there. So. The tournament has to be 68 teams. They got to get them from somewhere. And the Big Ten's going to have like five. I hope the ACC gets one. <laughs> I don't get it. The thing is, is like Louisville could be capitalizing on these, like between last year and this year, ACC has been terrible, which is just never the case. That right. is a basketball. Carolina and Duke are mediocre. Like if there was ever a time that Louisville could have capitalized and went on some big time runs in the ACC, it's last year and this year. And we're the worst of the worst. Like, that's a terrible conference, and we're still last place. And we got to get these LSU guys in, into basketball mode. They're, they don't know much about basketball. I'm kidding. No, they I still miss but Will They know about basketball. They just don't, they just don't understand that they haven't been here in Louisville enough to understand that it's a basketball town, whether you're horrible or not. It's like – the People L- watch games in this region, the big LSU time. The Fighting Tigers, 2-0, and o, sitting atop the SEC right now. There you go. Conference play. We got to get them in. But we got to get them in here. Yeah, college baseball starts in about a month, so. Yeah. Valentine's <laughs> we Day worry weekend. About that. Yeah, exactly. Because as Jim Harbaugh said, we love baseball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, shout out to uh, former – uh, Hoosier head coach Tom Crean for getting some screen time the other night as uh, Jimmy Harbaugh's brother-in-law. He looked as goofy as he always does. He looks like a Bond villain. <laughs> yeah, he, he really is a creepy looking And he, he looks more like that as he every year he gets older. Like his forehead keeps <laughs> his going, hairline. Yeah, yeah. He's like going back. The spray tan or something like the mix of it is very it is, it's, it's really It's really funny. When we were watching the game, I think it was Colin, he goes, Hey, uh, Tom Crean. Holy hell, that's Tom Crean. Just think about the dynamic of the family just hanging out on a family get-together. Oh, and a bunch like, of weirdos. John and Jim just over there just ribbing the hell out of uh, Tom Crean. Well, he he just has three- no idea what's going on. All three of those guys are weirdos. Ah, uh, John's pretty. He's probably John, the most normal. John out of all is of them. by far yeah. the most normal. Yeah. Uh, Jim and Tom are both total weirdos. Uh, but the thing is, is that like Tom married into it. Like he found a family that was just as weird as him <laughs> and married right into that family. They could have a national championship in football and a Super Bowl champion. That's right. That's right. They could. That would be crazy. Um, you know what I thought was funny is speaking of uh, uh, announcers and so forth, whatever. What about Bayham? You know, a couple times lately during uh, mm. their show, he's been out. They he Outside? hasn't come into the game because he's smoking cigs out there. I respect it, and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna do what I do, and then he comes into the telecast, like, and I know the game hasn't started yet, but he's not there for like the pregame or whatever, like. Oh, where is he? Oh no, here he comes! Here he comes! <laughs> he said, "From rumor has it, he's out there smoking heaters." I mean, I'm fine with it. He's he's uh, earned the right to do whatever this the hell is he wants to first, do. First, first uh, time on the you know coming in doing announcing this year. I mean, year, Rafferty's so. been known to get lost in the cities he's in before games go on because he's <laughs> just wandering around figuring out how to find the stadium. <laughs> so, I did. I I didn't even know Bayheim was doing games. I. We saw him last night, and uh, I said, Colin, how old is he? You guys know how old Bayheim is? He's only like 52. 75. 
Yeah, he's like 77 or 78 okay. years old. His wife's still hot. Is she? <laughs> well, that's she was. His, that's his. Uh, that's not the same woman he was married to when they lost. Oh. When they lost the national championship to IU. <laughs> okay. As a, this, he. Uh, Jimmy's a player. See. <laughs> he uh, traded in for a younger model for sure. At some point. Um. Well, now that we're. Anybody have anything else to add to the uh, college game? To the Saban stuff. Jody, you have something to say? Between now and 7 a.m., I need an over-under on how many texts we get from Freddie on the thread (laughs) about Saban. (laughs) That needs to be added to the mix. I can't even look at my phone right now. I have so many texts I haven't looked at. I'm turning my phone off when I leave here. (laughs) I mean, I got a text from my mom going, who are you going to (laughs) get? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um. So this weekend uh, starts the NFL playoffs. Uh, Some of us have teams that we are interested in playing. Some of us don't, but I think we're all interested in the playoffs as a whole. So uh, we'll just get started with the... Let's get uh, started with the teams limping in. Well, and I I know you have thoughts about that. I'm just kidding. I'm giving uh, Tuna a little... But Tuna, how do you feel about uh, about your Chiefs as they uh, get ready to play a you know what could be Ice Bowl two uh, in Kansas City, where it looks like the weather is going to be atrocious this weekend? I think that sets up well for Kansas City. Uh, how do you see that game I mean, going, and how do you feel about their chances going forward? I feel like people are making like way too big of a deal about the weather. People forget the Bengals Chiefs game last year was also like it negative was, two degrees. It was it was it was, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I don't think it's going to bother Kansas City. No, I don't think it's going to bother them at all. Uh, and and the thing is, is this is a year we actually have a team set up for cold weather. This is probably one of the best defenses I've seen at Kansas City since I've been alive. Um, mm. Look, everybody raves about the Cleveland Browns defense, which they were the number one defense and, and giving up yards. But they give up 270 yards a game. You know what the Chiefs give up a game? 283. So, like, we're right behind them. This is a really good underrated Chiefs defense. We have a solid running game. And if Mahomes is forced to throw, I'm I'm fine with that. Like, it is what it is. No, that's, you, that, you I mean, called it out with Pacheco. It's a good game for him. I don't know if Cheetah – does Cheetah like the – Cold? He never had an issue with it when he was at Kansas City. I'm not concerned about him. He's got a little bit of they a got foot a lot of issues. Injuries. They got a lot of injuries. That's what I'm saying. This is a, not a game you want to come into with injuries. Right. Their defense is banged up. Uh, I think Mostert's a game time decision. I think they've already said he's going to play. But I, you know what? Like your injuries are going to hurt way worse in weather right. like this. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, the A chain kid. He's he's electric. He's a game breaker whenever he gets the ball. Um, Waddle, I don't think he's going to play. No, he may. I don't, I don't know. think he um, is. I don't know if he'll be a hundred percent, even if he does. And, and then, you know, Tua has he ever even played? In Hawaiians cold do not like the cold. I was about to say, and he had like a full <laughs> reconstructed hip hip surgery. As soon as that plane lands, his whole leg may not work. We don't even know yet. <laughs> like, I'm not a doctor, but uh, I think I that's how it you. works. I, I just, I do not. I would. It's going to be that. That's the most interesting thing is watching Tua in freezing weather. I, uh, I'm not. So I don't sure. know. I mean, obviously, it's a little scary. We we already beat him once in Germany, and um, 
What I kind of like about the Chiefs is Miko Hardman is back, and he actually was halfway productive last week. Um, just if we can get a, a guy, receiver, yes, <laughs> if we can get a guy with some speed that can open things up a little bit, he knows the system. He's played in it before. He's won two Super Bowls with us, so it's we need that. We don't have anybody. Rasheed Rice is great, but he's not a burner. He's not going to you know draw that much attention out there. So he's not consistent. No. Um, so I don't know, man. I'm really, I think four and a half points may, I don't know how I feel about that, but as far as coming away with, with a win in this game, yeah. I feel good about I'm it. I'm taking uh, the money line on the chiefs. I, I, I think that's probably the smartest way to play this. Not what's the over under on this 44. I think is what I'm looking at here. Yep. I got the under that's, on that. Yeah. Too. I mean, I would probably think about that as well. Uh, it could be a butt kicker game. It could be a butker. I mean, special last week he came out and I mean, he kicked all, he won the game for us last week. Some of these so. fantasy guys, these champions can give us some, Good tips here. I agree. Well, they're Which, ten to one to win the Super Bowl. I would bet them before I would bet Dallas at seven and a half to one. I promise you that. Yeah. 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 And I will say Tyreek Hill Wait, carry, talking carry, to the microphone. I will <laughs> say Tyreek Hill carried the Deutsch bags into the NFL or the That's the true. Championship. That's true. The guy was getting thirty three thirty three points a game literally every single game of the season. And uh I wanna give a shout out uh and prepare to drink again because uh my man that i told you the chiefs were getting a steal when they uh picked him up as an undrafted free agent cam jones from indiana yes led the team in tackles last week looked like an absolute stud out there i was so happy that he got out on the field uh he deserved it <coughs> he's gonna be a player for you guys for a long time it was nice seeing a lot of those guys get get some action last week yeah and to come away with a win that was uh that that's one thing that's always fun about week 17 or week 18 in the nfl and then honestly the browns texans matchup yeah i was gonna say Saturday i was matchup. gonna well real quick hey, good luck to you tuna good luck <laughs> I, I don't know if ne- that's sincere next. but uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll take it. I got two things of kerosene waiting for you, baby. Yeah. I'll warm you up right now. <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> to the Browns and Texans. Ooh, uh, which oh, I think man. is the game of the yeah, the this game is, of the weekend. I think this is I don't know if it's the game of the week. I think the Rams-Lions may have more interest. I think that game's going to be. That's a storyline game. And. I have that as one of my picks. Well, I'm going to hold off talking yeah. about well, which that. Which one are we talking about? We're going Cleveland. We're starting Saturday. Okay. Cleveland and, and Houston. Yeah, Cleveland. Cle- Is there a chance this game has the widest eight? I know Tom Brady played forever. Could this be one of the larger playoff game quarterback age gaps we've seen? Could be. Oh, uh, my God, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, well, sure. I mean, you had Mahomes' his second year in the league against Brady, who was – you know, 44 years old, but aside from Brady, probably so. Yeah. So you, the Stroud's, you know, rookie left his junior year. Uh, and Flacco's. Uh, well, I mean, you had what Lamar Jackson versus, um, uh, God, who am I thinking of? He was, he was ancient too, but then also Drew Brees had to play against some rookies. Brad Johnson. There. No, maybe, <laughs> no, uh, Brad Johnson, but. Peyton, uh, against, uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, when he played for the Broncos against Cam Newton, uh, Cam, against yeah, Cam Newton. Yeah, actually, go. Russell Wilson when they killed the Broncos. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, that too. Yep, yep. Um, man, I, I do here the thing that remember what I texted y'all this past weekend when 
I I don't know what y'all feel about this. I like to get everyone's opinion, but the the Browns go out there, they hold everyone back. Everybody's sitting there. Flacco and the coach look dead alike. They're all standing around, da da da, joking around, and the Bengals are literally kicking the pee out of them. And then all of a sudden, and the Texans are in this battle game. They're all out there playing. Uh, in their game, they win, and now you come in and you play the Browns, and the Browns, are they just going to be like, all right, man, twist the button. Now we're going to put it into kick, kick-ass kick mode here against a Texans team. I just, the way I look at it when I'm betting this game, and I have a future bet on the Browns to win the uh, the division championship, and now I look at it, and I'm betting the damn Texans just because that I didn't like how the Browns came out of that game. I know it didn't matter if they got drummed or not, but I don't – I like how, you know, your boy for the line said, we're playing. We're going to keep playing. If somebody yeah, gets hurt, they get hurt. Tight end he tonight. did lose his I mean, tight end, Laporta, yeah. I know. And and I get it. It, it sucks, but you've got to keep that momentum going in that, that – uh, karma in, in a way you know what i mean and now the browns are just gonna turn the button and go all right now we're gonna kick their butt i don't know man i think it's like a bye week where like anytime you play over the course of the season and you got guys that can actually rest their body and right, heal up that's right. huge man. i don't know enough about the nfl yeah. to say either way i was curious what you all thought about that that's uh, why it's a big that's thing what's gonna make to my bet teams coming <laughs> off of a bye week you know what i mean right you don't want to deal with the guys that are fresh right like, i get it i get it. i mean i know it can go both ways but uh i think uh honestly the way this one i think the texans um i think they're gonna win this and i think they're gonna win it fairly easily i, I, don't, I, I don't really yeah i really kind of do well and um, as a home dog in the playoffs yeah. like that that immediately stuck out to me and immediately made me say because i think those two teams are probably even on a neutral field more often than not. Uh, and I also have uh, Houston winning that game. I'm not yeah. I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but I think they do cover, obviously, uh, yeah. As the fun as Flacco has been, it's not like he's been great. No. You know what I'm saying? I, we've he, seen him come in yeah. with Clunker City. Yeah, <laughs> and he's saved himself here like at the end of games. But right, and it's fun because these teams are losers. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, like they've they've been losers yeah. for a while. No, I went to they a have. Team two years ago or in twenty twenty two, and there was more. I went to a Seattle Houston game, and there's mm. more like three times more Seattle fans in Houston, Texas, because no one cares about Houston. So it, I think they cashed in when the Oilers to, left. No. Yeah. And then yeah. The Browns yeah. fans, you know, like the Browns have been terrible. So yeah. It, you got to love Browns fans, though, man. Yeah, they're they're I mean, the best. They're, they're they've the been through it. Fans. I'll yeah. tell you what. The they've been through fans. it. And they well, get up every Sunday. They put their dog masks on. They go to the park. Yeah. They drink beer. And they know they're going to get their ass kicked. Yeah. And, like, now they're finally winning. And it's fun. I, they're a Nick Chubb away yeah. from being a Super Bowl contender. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly. Has anybody actually ever met a Browns fan? I, yeah. I hear about them. I, I know a lot. Uh, two of my good buddies are from Cleveland up there. One of them actually got thrown out of Arrowhead for um, – he was he was wearing a dog mask and a Bernie Kosar jersey. 
and uh, was see, barking I, at too many see, people. I thought they were like Bigfoot, like you hear about them, but you never actually really see them. <laughs> yeah, they're there. They're uh, a couple of my cousins are very big Browns fans. Most, actually, yeah, most of them are in jail, but when you see them, they're out of jail. They're community service stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> the picture of them is always a little blurry when when they're spotted. <laughs> they're out there. Yeah, they're like Bengals fans that you can actually take in public. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like Bengals fans, you just keep at home. You tell them like, yeah, we're just you know, I'll bring the food here. And we'll hang out at your place. I think the Texans money line is my lock for the for uh, as I look at every game, uh, and I can't some of these games I can't figure out. Like you've talked me into the Chiefs tuna. Mm. I already like the under, but I, I I agree with you all. I think the Texans the the way that D'Amico Ryan's is coaching this team and the mojo and everything. I, I think they may come away. Yeah, uh, with I, that win at home. Just imagine if Tank Dell was still out there. I don't know how you yeah. stop Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Both those guys just blew up onto the scene and have been incredible. If they had a really legitimate run game, like the Texans would be absolutely scared. Don't forget about Stingley. And your boy Will Anderson. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was you know. Um I don't know. I like this Texas team. They're gonna they're or Texans team. They're gonna be a force going forward. Um so I don't know. Really, speaking of the Texans and that division that they're in, uh, the Tennessee Titans went from being one of the the top teams in that division to just <laughs> like they did Vrabel a favor by firing him, and he yeah he's gonna land on his feet he's gonna be, land on his and feet be and be fine. Yeah, he's gonna oh be yeah, great and the he way may be at, at, he may be at New England. Like if you're buying stock in those guys, you got the 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 Colts on the uptick, you got the Texans on the uptick, and then Jacksonville. Even though they kind of went down a little bit this year, I'd, I'd still yeah. take them going up. From I here know on out. they definitely did. Uh, I don't know what the underachieve Titans have to look for. and Jody. This is not a shot. This is just reality. Like, um, I'm really not like going at you, but the Titans are they've got a rough toe or hoe to toe. As Jody toe sits to here in his <laughs> in his jersey, his Titan jersey of who? Say it. The King. <laughs> Derrick Henry. Deuce Deuce. Uh, look, Vrabel was there for six years. I wish he wouldn't have got fired. His first four years, he was phenomenal. He's constantly lost Pro Bowl linemen, lost uh, all NFL wide, all first team. I think A.J. Brown got announced yesterday. Wide receivers. We have no quarterback. You got uh, Two years ago, he was coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your general management and owners. Exactly. Like, it's, yeah. it's our owners and yeah. general management. Vrabel got, I won't use that word, screwed. But you're right. He's going to land on his feet. He's a good coach. He's a defensive guy. The players in the locker room love him. Um, Your quarterback likes mayo in his coffee. That's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's not our quarterback. I'm kidding. No, but (laughs) we'll we'll get more into that later. Can I ask you a question? Because I heard this through the grapevine. It doesn't the. I, I, rumor has it that him and the owner or the general manager can't stand each other. True. Is that okay, the one that, that spoke that's the nuts and bolts of why he's gone. I, I think. mean, two years ago, she he was, he seemed was like an awful person. <laughs> two years ago, he's coach of the year, right? And, and first in the AFC, we were granted we, coming off the bye. We had the first round bye. We lost that second game. Uh, the year before, we went to the AFC championship. So this is two and three years ago. We 
Tuna, we talked on the phone the other day, mm-hmm. and you said uh, watching football, and I spent part of my day, you went to the gun range. When you went to the gun range, you took your keys, mm-hmm. your phone, your money, mm-hmm. the weapons you were shooting, mm-hmm. and some ammo, correct? Yes. Give us some ammo. Mm. I'm going to the gun range tomorrow. I'm just saying, Grable <laughs> said that he would cut his penis off to win a Super Bowl, and you're not going to find that kind of commitment from anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, that's a great point, too. <laughs> look, they don't know what they gave up, and I, he's going to go somewhere, and they're going to win. And when they traded AJ Brown, the video of him, he is so pissed off when they <laughs> yes. did that. Oh, I don't blame yeah. him. Yeah. And she went with the GM that made that trade. Yep. She didn't go with the coach that. You know, I don't think he was on a table screaming for Malik Willis or uh, Will Levis either. No. Exactly. Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. Um, so, and that was, a, <laughs> I can't get over that <laughs> chop his penis off comment. But uh, we've got uh, what nationally, as far as names go, uh, would be the biggest game of the weekend would be the Packers and the Cowboys. It's not the it's not your you know classic Packer team. The Cowboys are hit and miss all season. Um, is there any intrigue to you guys with this game at all? The Cowboys roll. I think they roll Take a because break at they're four at o'clock, home. Because they're, yeah, they're at home. But the Packers have put together. So they are playing better. They are putting together some games. I just don't think it, it at. Uh, you know how the Cowboys play when they're at home. I mean, lately, I, I, I think that's an eighteen in a row win streak. Yeah, dude, it's it's. I don't know. Jordan Love has looked good though. I mean, he, he has. Like he has, he has. So, I mean, that's you know, he has, and and really, some of their top receivers aren't even playing. And but well, that Jalen Reed kind of came out of nowhere. Like who th- who's seen that coming? Well, but, LSU boys did. Yeah, I guess you're right there. Well, but Love's a champion quarterback. Yeah. Yes, he is. He is. Should have been in two leagues, but I choked. Oh well. I love how they scheduled this though, because you have. A, uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I may be way wrong on this, but the Steelers and Bills. Uh, I think that one has a little bit of oomph to it. I know. I, I don't. The Steelers have some offensive weapons, and Mason Rudolph is Mason Rudolph. He's not ever going to be out there and look incredible, but he can spin the ball a little bit, and he makes the games interesting. And when you got, I mean, they've got they the got weapons. Wide they got receivers, dude. And let's be honest with you, Josh Allen, you don't know what Josh Allen you're ever going to get. No. Like, and Pittsburgh can play in the cold. I know. Okay. He's not have I'm Watt taking the points. No, that's true. No, he's not going to play. Man, TJ Watt is such a game changer. But you know what? I like the points in that game. I do. Yeah, I could see that. Um, what is it? Ten and a half, eleven. It's ten. 10 it's, right it opened now. at eleven. That that spread is something I think I would watch more than anything before I bet it. That's a late like kickoff bet, I think. Uh, but the good thing is like that's your one o'clock game. You get the Packers and the Dallas at four, so you can get out, run out all your errands, get whatever done during that game, and then come back and be ready for the night game with the Rams. Go to the gun range. Yes, go to the gun range. Do whatever you I, I'll do. be there. Well, let me ask a legitimate question. Uh, just speaking of you said you don't know which Josh Allen you're going to get. Have mm-hmm. we actually seen 
the bad Josh Allen since Joe Brady started calling plays. No. Uh, did you not, see not for an entire game, but I feel like it's always been like that. But he was throwing the ball pretty loose in that Dolphins game. Wait a minute. Well, he's got an interception every game. Yeah, but – He threw that pick like off his back leg two times. He throws picks so much. I can't – how many picks has he thrown this year? It's got to be something way up there. I think he likes putting himself in situations where he has to do some Superman shit. Yeah. And it's just is what it is. Man, I did I Joe Brady, man. Hold on. I'm gonna have nightmare I'm gonna have dreams, not nightmares, tonight going, Joe Brady, Joe Brady, Joe Brady. That's who I want to come down to T Town. Joe Brady. Yeah, I think he's embedded in the NFL for life. I know, buddy. but hey. Get the Texans coach. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I didn't even think about I that. I didn't either. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I think it'd be tough to leave the NFL to go to coach college. Right. Yes. Yeah. It, it would. It um, would. What a, did, we, did we hit on the Lions? Uh, we're getting ready to. Oh, yeah. oh that's right. Travis. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So that leads right into what is definitely storyline wise, I think, the game of the weekend. Uh, maybe. Going to be the game of the weekend on the field as well. It's really kind of one of those styles make fights type of games. Um, I can't wait. I I I think uh, Detroit is going to be insane. The atmosphere is going to be great there. Uh, the fans have been looking forward to a game like this for mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. You have your former quarterback coming back in. Uh, Megatron on the sidelines, Billy Sims. It should be great. Uh, I love Detroit in this game. How do you guys feel? See, mm, this man, is, I don't know. I think this is this is Rams all over it, man. Like I think they're gonna, I I think they're gonna get up early and fast and keep going at them, and it, they're gonna force Jared Goff to kind of make throws that he normally wouldn't to win this game, and I. Don't think that he can do that. So, I don't know, man. Stafford's going to have a homecoming that is uh, not going to be pretty for the home team. There's going to be a lot of Detroit auto workers up there that spent $700 to get a terrible ticket. Jimmy likes those Rams players, too. Did you guys happen to see that uh, Detroit already said that they're not going to allow any of those jerseys into the stadium? Stafford jerseys? Yeah. Why? They're not going to have it. I mean, that's kind of crap. They're not going to have it. You got to support your guys, man. I mean, you can wear anything you want to at an NFL game. If I'm paying $700 a seat to get in your stadium, they like, said, they said they're going to have security come and wow. tell them to take the shirts okay, off. Okay, I hope Detroit gets a shit kicked out of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, still. That's what I meant. Yeah. That's, I mean, still, they traded him. Like, I know he asked for it, but still. (laughs) Like, it's the same organization that caused, like, two of the best position players of all time to (laughs) To, retire in their prime. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I just don't want to play football anymore. Eric Hipple didn't help him. I spoke with a guy at work this morning, born and raised in Detroit, uh, blue and silver (laughs) shoes on, Lions hoodie on, decked out in Lions gear, and he said the overall fan base is scared to death of Stafford coming home. So that's – that's the mood of Detroit itself. He still lives there to this day and said the, the city does not feel good about the, the prodigal son coming home to play them. Well, my God, I might have to change 
My lock of the week. Dude, <laughs> hey, I looked at I looked at little Jay's fantasy team that won uh, and damn near won another league, and he had a lot of Rams. He had Kyron Williams and them boys, and I'm like, damn, those guys put up a lot of points. And let's I be mean, honest, Sean McVay can flat out coach, man. Yeah, and that, he's and already won a Super Bowl, so they were they had injuries and they kept Williams out for a while. They waited, and now they're they're looking yep. pretty stacked right now. I mean, with Detroit. They got a lot of offensive weapons too. They're, you know. They do. We don't know if Laporta is going to play this week. The the two running backs is obviously dangerous. Amon Ra can just get out and get a touchdown anytime. But I, I'm with you, golfer Stafford. Yeah, and well, the well, secondaries like Laporta went out in the game both the other day. Awful. So you never know. Laporta, two linemen, a running back. Yes. Uh, St. Brown stayed in the game, but he was hurt. I mean, you mm. can. He did an interview. It, I mean, he had some kind of rib injury. I think the I think it's Rams all day long mm-hmm. on this game. I, I'm with you, dude. I have the I, Man, I kind of feel cornered over here. Hey, it, it almost makes me feel better about and my dude. And, and our buddy, one of our best listeners on our show, Pat. Uh, buddy, oh, I, I, sorry, I, you know, Pat. I know you're sorry, Pat. Me. I mean, quite frankly, Pat, I hope you win, but. Uh, uh, I I just uh, and I think it would be cool if the Lions won it. We've kind of been on their bandwagon a little bit on our show the whole year, and I just don't like the matchup. That's all. That's just me. I just don't like the matchup. I'm with you. I love Dan Campbell. I mean, I'd love, I wouldn't <laughs> mind if yeah, I who would yeah. Fight, but if I'm a betting man, I know which way I would go. I, I just think with the injuries and on the Rams on the uptick, they're probably have the highest uptick of any NFL team right now in the last few weeks. Um, I think it's a no-brainer, Travis. And speaking of teams that might be limping into the playoffs, let's go to the Monday night game with the once thought of Super Bowl favorite Philadelphia Eagles coming in literally as on a as bad a, a, a run as you could be uh, playing a Tampa Bay team that uh, possibly overachieved a little bit this year. Uh, won a I'd div- say. Won a division that. Won a division. That, <laughs> that, that was a division. That, That's a division. Yeah. That that wasn't necessarily uh, the top in football. but they, <laughs> they're, they're the ACC of the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they do get to host a playoff game. Exactly. Who would have ever thought that? Um, That's all Baker Mayfield, baby. And so, I love Baker. And, I'm sorry. And dude. two great wide receivers. So you have a, a kind of a Midland Tampa Bay team uh, that overachieved and a horrendously underachieving Philadelphia team meeting on a Monday night playoff game. What do we think is going to happen in this one? Because I think this is as interesting a game as there is just because of that factor. I mean, you can't you can't pick the Eagles right now. Like they're, I agree, they're, they're just absolutely terrible. I don't understand it. Like the one, the, the biggest concern in this game for me is, like, I feel like Nick Sirianni is going to have to. He gave his best speech. I feel like already he's like they're going to have to like put him <laughs> in sort some sort of government protection from Philadelphia fans after this. Like they they want his head on a stick. I know. And like, he gave his speech like the, it's almost like his final thing, like his final words, like 
this is uh if these men don't know how to fight out of a hole i mean it's like the there's last there's got to be something that happened there like behind the scenes it's incredible cuz we'll mean, find out like yeah. we will so find out about that at some point because it, there's always a backstory. But like on they were just like making that. like Christmas albums and shit. Together. Oh yeah, they like, were they were all piled on yeah, each other uh, when it was fourth and three. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sick of that. Uh, let's uh, let's do the but what was it? What's, don't they have a name for that now? The brotherly shove. The brotherly shove. I don't know, man. I, I don't just, think Benjamin Franklin can help him out of this thing. <laughs> I think the Eagles, if I'm right, I think was, the Eagles started 10-0. and 0. He's a womanizer. Is that right? They're definitely <laughs> yeah. 10-0. and 0. So they've lost six of their last seven? Yes. Yeah. And, again, they're like Detroit. They have a lot of injuries. Uh, Jalen Hurts had that dislocated finger the other day. He's, he's questionable, probably <laughs> going to be back. But it's still going to hurt if anybody's ever had one. Um you got two of the running backs. A.J. Brown is probably not playing in that game, by the way. He has a listed serious knee injury. Well, and it, you have to come – when you're coming into the playoffs – He's like, got a butt injury. He's butt hurt. Like, Fred, like Fred was talking about, you've got to come into these playoffs on some with some sort of positive momentum right. in your franchise. And the Eagles are the opposite of that. Maybe coming in – on as horrible a final stretch of games as any what was considered to be good team ever has. They had right. their get-right game last week, and it didn't get right. right. So was, you it, can't have a get-right game right. in the playoffs. That's what I thought was going to happen. Yes. I thought last week they're going to put it all together. They're going to win going away. Everybody's going to feel good about it. And the absolute opposite happened. Yeah. And now you have Tampa Bay at home as a three-point underdog. Yeah. With two tall receivers, great, easy targets. Right. I mean, who doesn't – I mean, I don't know anybody here, but for a while in college and stuff, I wasn't a Baker Mayfield guy, but who the hell doesn't wouldn't want to have Baker Mayfield as their quarterback in a in a battle like this? Well, I mean, and, and that guy goes to war every freaking Sunday, man. Uh, he wins his team over – with his hustle and savvy out there. And I think that three-point line is like a reputation line. Like, somehow Vegas still isn't convinced. Almost like with Louisville basketball last year, it took them so long to figure out how awful they were. I don't think that Vegas is giving enough credit to how awful the Eagles have been down the stretch to make Tampa Bay a three-point underdog on their own field in the playoffs I think that's the lock of the week. I see that's the one thing that scares the hell out of me is that it seems so damn obvious. It does. And it's it like could be a trap. I don't trust it. So <laughs> it's a trap. Unless I have a good Saturday and Sunday, Monday night I would put no money on this. Um two great and, Oklahoma quarterbacks going head to head. It's gonna be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> damn right. Damn that's, right. Uh, honestly, Jimmy, that's the line yeah. of the freaking week. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line of the week. Poking the Saban bear over there. Early. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you, and I'll tell you how I'm betting. I am going to be the, the different one in the room, and I'm taking the Eagles in this one. Uh, if I, and, and I, on a, you know, if I do a parlay, I'm going to take the Eagles because I don't know. What, wait, what was Tampa Bay's last game? Uh, 
They won their final game. It was, or, a, it was against. Um, they didn't they? What's the other crappy team in it? The Panthers. They okay. No, but what about the game before that? Didn't they drum somebody? There was a huge key win for them, for uh, for them to win the division. Uh, it seems. I mean, they've won a few games in a row. Correct. I, mean, I, I don't claim to know this about. Uh, I think they got the, blown out two weeks ago. So they yeah, did. I want who blew I mean, them out. Who, that's what. Dude, I, but I want to know who blew them out. Actually, the they Saints did, and the and uh, Saints. Yeah. Saints. I was waiting for Johnny to tell me that they did just beat Carolina nine to nine. I know. So. I know. <laughs> I just don't see. Yeah. I. I. I, I yeah. No. I just and Tuna, you're probably right in that it's probably a game to stay away from unless you've had a hell of a week leading up to that. Yeah, but I just do not trust the Eagles to win a football game. Yeah, right I now. feel like I don't care who they're thinking play- like I don't us. care who they're playing. I'm with you. I, I really thought that they was going to come out and and look decent against the Giants, and that didn't happen. So that I can't trust them. But who knows, man? Maybe this is the get right game. Maybe they get right against Tampa and they go march right through the playoffs. I, I don't know. I, I don't, suppose it could happen, but I don't see it. Yeah, I think you, just, you avoid it and just yeah. be happy we have a playoff game on a Monday night. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. That's the that's the key to the whole thing is. And we it's actually a- going to be on a tele on television. You don't have to download a streaming app to watch it. Oh, don't get Fred started on that. What? <laughs> He's not even paying for Peacock. <laughs> He's not paying for what anything. What the hell's he used, Peacock? He, used, he uses all, he uses every yeah. you know. Uh, People sign into stuff on his TVs over there. He's just got it all. <laughs> what the hell's Peacock? Yeah. <laughs> um. So that. Uh, pretty much puts a bow on the uh, on the upcoming NFL slate. Uh, should be fascinating weekend. Uh, you know, Saturday, Sunday. There's great games. We just touched on the uh, Monday night game. Um, I would like to at this point in time again remind everybody that we are on social media on Twitter at Blockout Pod on Facebook. Uh, just type Blockout Sports Pod into your uh, search bar. And with that being said, we're going to have an extended send it around the room. I'm going to send it around the room for anybody to make final comments, and then we'll do our picks. So, Tuna, uh, what you're looking forward to this weekend or anything you'd like to add at the end of the show? Uh, no, I'd just like to congratulate the Nashville Predators for uh... – Beating uh, Johnny Satterfield's, um, what was it, lock of the century, lock of the millennium? What was that? That was Washington. Oh, okay. I don't know. You had so many locks, I couldn't I didn't understand what's happening. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, exactly. But uh, they did beat the mighty um, Dallas Stars in Dallas. It does look like we have a rematch coming up. Yeah, we do. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Um, I like it. So. We actually lost to the uh, Ducks last night, five to three. So it was not 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 a good recovery game. But that's all I got. And uh, as a longtime Grizz fan, it's uh, we mentioned it earlier, but it's a tough break for uh, for the Grizzlies to lose Morant like that. Uh, basically, start the year out, you look like shit all year, and then he comes back, and you look like you can actually compete a little bit. 
and then immediately he's out well, for the year. I know uh, as as a lifelong fan of that franchise, it yes. really must have been a gutting type of thing when when you heard that news. It's, it's it really... almost like my head coach retired or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what it felt like. I, that's the closest thing I compare the feeling to. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, Fred, uh, you have any final thoughts before we get well, into our picks? Well, and I don't want to disappoint anyone, but I, like I said, <laughs> I'm still in shock and uh, disbelief, and my body has not been able to function very well because after the news came in about uh, Coach Saban. Uh, but I did have this saved all along for the for the swing around of the podcast and it has nothing to do with any of that. So, uh, it's, it's kind of, uh, ironic that little Jay's here because he is a, uh, German man, but I want to let everyone know RIP to Der Kaiser, AKA Franz Beckenbauer. One of the greatest German, one of the greatest soccer players, football, whatever, to ever lace the cleats. He uh, is also known for uh, giving out what the new term that has been used for the last 30, 40 years, sweeper, as a mid- midfielder, defender. But uh, he is also one of the one of only nine players to have won the Euro Cup, uh, uh, the Euro Championships, the World Cup, and the Ballon d'Or as the greatest player in the world. And having won that as a defender, uh, RIP to Franz Beckenbauer. What a name. Jimmy, you got anything? I would just like to congratulate Kenny Penny. Payne, he's already won 50% more Kitty games. Kenny Penny, I like that. <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Payne, he's won 50% more games this year than he did last year, and it's only <laughs> January 10th. So, I mean, well things done. are looking great for the cards. Well done, Kenny. Uh, Josh, you have anything? I will say uh, in reference to the podcast uh, Fantasy Football, shout out to the Deutsche Bags. You played your hearts out all season. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Mike Evans, y'all carry the team. But uh, Jimmy played a great season. He was dominant all season. It was fun. Happy to be here. Yeah. First loser. <laughs> Jody. I do. Uh, w- one kind of serious note, a uh, good friend of the show, um, she listens every week. She critiques us. She tells the funny, the good, the bad. Um, her mom's having surgery Saturday or Friday. Shout out to her. Um. Quick recovery. Shout out, yes. Um, and I did a little something extra special tonight. I'm a Titans fan. I got my Henry jersey on. Some call him the king. Are you going to sing the song? <laughs> no. So I talked to Travis. I was I was going to uh, do Elvis a little. Elvis doesn't like that he's I was, called the king. I was going to uh, sing a little song, and Travis like, absolutely not. You're not singing on here. Good. <laughs> I back Travis fully on this. That is not true, by the way. So I wrote a poem, but oh. I would, but I would rather you didn't sing and just read the poem. Wait till the Saban poem comes in a couple weeks. I would have if I had time. <laughs> so the so the poem is called Twenty Two Ode to the King." 
2015, the Heisman Trophy in hand, national champ, and the talk of the land. Leaving the cheers of Roll Tide Roll, drafted number 45, off to Nashville we go. <sighs> Eight years of Titan, the king you would be. New adventures to come, but leaving Tennessee. Where you land, we don't really know. We wish you the best, but not Dallas. F no. <laughs> <laughs> well done. A, a dream you must chase. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, you oh there's more. Whoa, We're hold still on going. Minute. We're still going. Hold on, boys. A dream you must chase. Hope you get that ring. Farewell, 22. You are the king. To Mr. Henry, thank you for eight years. Good luck and tighten up. All right. <laughs> Oh Throw boy, damn tied, damn uh, Jody! I mean that that would have brought a tear to my eye if I was a Titans fan. I'll tell you <laughs> that right now. Uh, so off to our picks, and we were going to have lots of picks this week. Uh, so get your notebooks out, everybody. Uh, I'm going to start off this week. Colin has the Packers plus seven and a half as his lock. Of the week, I'll let Jody get to the. Uh, I'll let Jody get back to the board here. Colin has the Packers uh, plus seven and a half as his lock of the week. He's taken Tampa Bay plus three, and he feels strongly about the Dolphins at plus four and a half. He's Whoa, just upset wow. that I picked against Mike Penix, and he's, <laughs> he's taking it out on me. I, I know what you're doing, Colin. I can see it. Uh, I am going to stick. I mean, you guys were trying to sway me. I'm going to stick with my guns. My lock of the week is going to be the Detroit Lions at minus three. I'm also taking Tampa Bay plus three. And I'm taking the Texans plus two and a half. Tuna. Uh, I... We talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, I'm going to take Houston um, as a home dog at two and a half right now. I'm going to take them money line to win that outright with the uh, that. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs under at 44. Uh, again, lock of the week is the opposite of Travis. I'm going to take the Rams to beat Detroit and cover that three points. And also a little bonus, keep an eye on uh, Pacheco prop bets this weekend. They're not out yet, but I think he's going to have a monster game. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really good point. Uh, Freddie. Uh, I'm going to have that Chiefs, uh, <clears throat> Chiefs under, uh, I think it's what, 44 and a half? Is that 44. right? 44. <clears throat> I'm taking the uh, Texans. Uh, Plus two and a half. And I am going to, uh, I think I'm going to take the, I'm going to throw the Eagles minus three on there since no one else is going to throw an Eagles game on there. All right. Uh, Johnny, you want to talk about your picks for this week? Well, the sweet thing about sports is the opportunity for redemption, and it just so happens the Stars and Predators play again this Friday night. And <laughs> the Stars will get that done, just go in money line. They win the game outright. And Scott Wedgwood, back behind the goal. He got those four behind him early. 
He's going to be a brick wall back there. Once again, I told, you'll get Forsberg. Travis, I told you a Lions fan I met did not have confidence, but I'm riding with you. I got the Lions. Oh, the game I love it, Johnny. Motor City, Dan Campbell is going to deliver. And finally, uh, keeping it in the family, uh, I am the brother-in-law to a Cowboys season ticket holder. Aaron Rodgers is gone. They handle, the, uh, they handle that seven-and-a-half line quite easy against the Packers. All right, Jimmy. Uh, I went with the Texans plus two and a half. I think yeah, you got to take a home dog in the NFL. Uh, I took the Packers plus seven and a half because of uh, Jaira Alexander's been so awesome lately. He walked up to a news announcer the other day and said the Packer back, and she's like, "These fans are fired up." <laughs> she had no idea it was a Packers player. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then uh, I took the Chiefs minus four and a half. I just, I'm not a the Dolphins. I just think that they, you know, not not training the right way either. All right, Josh, <clears throat> you got your picks for us. Yeah, I went uh, Chiefs for the lock. I think it's very cold, and Chiefs, they know it, and the Steelers are – without T.J. Watt, I mean, they're not doing – I mean, no, that's Bills. But the Miami uh, – hopefully, hopefully he's telling the future. <laughs> T.J. Watt, that future Chief, you heard it here first. <laughs> no, I just think that uh, Chiefs will do better in the cold. I mean, it's Miami. Uh, Bills, like I was saying, T.J.'s out. They haven't done anything all season really big except for defense. And I just like the Lions. I think the Lions are going to pull it out. Wow, there that's three of us on the Lions. Uh, uh, Travis, my, my Eagles pick is, by the way, money line. Okay. And uh, Jody? Uh, we don't know the spread of the UK game, but I'm going money line again this week. I'm sorry. We don't know the spread Tough of game. the UK game. Tough game at Texas A&M. It is, but uh, I, watched, light I watched the Texas A&M game last night, so I have confidence. Uh, Kansas City minus four and a half, and I'm going the other way, boys. All those, all those hurt players in Detroit, and the way that finished last week, I'm telling you, Rams plus three, lock of the year. Oh baby, I thought we all Ooh. had. I thought we all liked the Rams except Travis. <laughs> no, there's three everybody of us. in there's, the room was on. There's against, except for me and Jody there's three and, of us that yeah. that uh, me, Johnny, oh. and Josh all took the Lions. Oh. If I bet it, I would bet the Rams, but I, I wouldn't touch it. I would do it. Yeah, I would, yeah. Well, guys, uh, tonight obviously was an interesting evening uh, with the news of Saban and the fantasy football stuff that we did. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming down here tonight. Uh, we had a lot of fun with some extra people down in the uh, Bill's Famous Cheese Spread Studios. Uh, look forward to uh, next week's uh broadcast uh thank everybody for listening uh i'm gonna go out on a limb right now and say that that lion's pick i think is the lock of my oh, season oh baby i'm what? gonna say i'm gonna say that lion's pick is the lock of my what? season we all know what happens when you have a lock of the season <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and, and you've <laughs> been all over the place just in the last like five minutes and, and, so now you're gonna go and, with it. and i was just about to say anybody that's followed this podcast knows when i have a lock of the season a lock of the century a lock of anything it means bet the opposite way everybody but I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. We had a great time tonight. For everybody in the studio tonight, thank you all for coming. My name is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody. Everybody.